Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for being here online on the Free Solution Facebook page, on the Kevin Wilson Facebook page, Twitter, the YouTube, uh, and shout out down the line to our friends at WACK out in New York and WENY, the Patriot down in Southern here. And today, we are talking about whether or not the FTC should be breaking up Facebook. And, and I'm really excited that we have a, we have a guest on today's show, uh, Sahar Masachi, who is a 2020-2021 fellow at the Berkman Klein Center for the Internet and Society and a former engineer at Facebook's election integrity team. And he's also worked for Wikipedia before. He's a social activist and a friend of mine. Sahar, welcome to the show. Kevin, I'm delighted to be here. What an honor. Yeah. So, you know, again, thank you. This is going to be, I think this is going to be a good conversation. I hope so. And, uh, you know, I, we started this conversation because I saw you posted on Facebook, uh, you know, about the FTC bringing the lawsuit to, um, to the antitrust lawsuit to, to break up Facebook. And you said you were in support of it, you know, and I thought, man, this is like a horseshoe theory moment because I'm seeing folks on the right say the same thing. Uh, I'm, I'm more skeptical of that. Uh, but, you know, I did want to give you a chance, like first, uh, it, Tell us a little bit more about yourself, and then we'll dive into the issue of, of Facebook, you know, uh, the, the potential monopoly they have on social media, and uh, what we should be doing about it. Sounds great. Uh, so my name is Sahar Masachi. I was born in Israel, and uh, my parents fled Iran for their lives when they were children uh, to Israel, fled Israel during, uh, right after the Gulf War. Uh, and moved to Rochester, New York, where I grew up and spent some time as an adult as well. Uh, what is there to know about me? I like books. Uh, I think a lot about uh, this stuff. And uh, maybe most importantly, I'm a big fan of Kevin Wilson. Uh, one thing I should mention, uh, uh, the communications department at Berkman Klein wants me to note that no one can speak for Berkman Klein. I certainly don't speak for them. They take no position on anything. Uh, and that's just how it is. Box checked. There you go. No, I get that. I've, I've, I've you know, talked with folks from uh, different organizations like that before too. Got to put those disclaimers in. Very important. Um, you know, again, another thing that, again, caught my eye is you had worked at Facebook too. So like you, you worked there, you're, and now you're saying, no, maybe, maybe it should be uh, broken up. And you, you kind of went through that that process of being there in the, in the election integrity unit, which I'm sure would be of a lot of interest to uh, the folks listening here today, because a lot of conservatives mm -hmm. look at you know Facebook and they say, ah, they're they're the ones who are uh, making my newsfeed biased against my views, and uh, they're and that's why they're going up to to other platforms like MeWe and Parler and all that other stuff. Uh, yeah, it was a wild ride, uh, and I saw a lot and. Um... Uh, full disclosure, I wasn't a great fan of Facebook going in, and I have a lot of friends there, and I'll probably say things that might make them upset, but um, friends out there, I'm not mad at you. Uh, I'm mad at, well, the bosses or the structure or the system, uh, and uh, we're still cool if you're still cool, uh, but yeah, 
Facebook should absolutely be broken up, among other things. Breaking it up isn't the only thing to do. It's not a silver bullet. It just takes, uh, fixes some of the many problems that this service has. So you want to not only break them up, but you want to regulate them more. Uh, regulation is such a broad term. Uh, it is. I think that markets are very important. And uh, I think that free markets are really important. And uh, I believe that uh, when markets go bad, it's uh, very important to structure them so that we, you know, achieve the means that we set them to, you know, there are means to an end and the end is freedom and prosperity. Mm. Yes. So to make markets work, we have to make them unfree. I I don't know, man. I don't know about that. We have to, we have to put different structures and regulations, but that's, that's what it sounds like to me, but it's all very abstract. We could dive into it if you'd like. No, well, you know, well, well, let's just, let's talk about more. All right. Well, I, I do want to get into that because mm-hmm. I, I do want to get into, you know, what, what sort of regulation makes sense, but let's start with like the lawsuit itself. Like this, this mm-hmm. is the thing in front of us, not, not what the long-term solution may or may not be. And, and, and I have a feeling we're, we're going to disagree slightly, but what we'll see how it mm-hmm. goes. Uh, so let, let's talk about the, the, the FTC suit itself, which says two things. One that, uh, Facebook acted inappropriately in its acquisition of services like uh, Instagram and WhatsApp, and that's also um, employed anti-competitive practices in, in what it does as well, basically making it more difficult for competitors to emerge. So, so can you talk about some of that, whether or not you think there's any, any merits to kind of those two broad issues? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think when we start talking about monopoly, uh, there's a lot of sort of thrash around terms. And so I think defining terms is important. Uh, Despite the word mono in the name, uh, to me and I would argue just scholars, people, uh, monopoly means not uh, you're the only player in the market as much as you're a dominant player. So you could have two or three monopolies in a market, maybe not 15. Uh, And uh, another uh, important concept is that you have uh, vertical monopolies and horizontal monopolies. And it seems like uh, this, uh, so vertical monopoly is sort of about like uh, owning the entire supply chain up and down and a horizontal monopoly is owning the entire market at one stage of the funnel. Uh, This lawsuit really focuses on the horizontal monopoly uh, that Facebook has on, you could say, social networking or social media. And... um, I think that's fine. Uh, I think that is one way to look at it. Uh, isn't my favorite way to look at it. Uh, and uh, the other thing I feel strongly about is, uh, you know, uh, the Sherman Antitrust Act is a criminal act that says, if you do this, then you are a criminal. Uh, and, uh, you know, at some, at some point, we just have to look at the law, uh, look if Facebook broke the law, and then apply the law uh, because we live in a nation of laws and we should apply justice equally without fear or favor. I mean, so just two things on that too. One, you know, I don't know. I, I think they, there might be some debate, at least, you know, among some circles about whether or not the law is correctly applied here. Uh, and two, you know, wh- whether or not the law is is good in the first place, whether that creates the most justice or market optimization or you know whether or not it sets up the the federal government to to act 
in retaliation or, or, or any other negative uh, motivation against companies that it just doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Those are two different things. Like, uh, should, how can we enforce the law in the books and what should the law be ideally? And um, both are really important. And uh, uh, I'm much more interested in talking about what the law should be than the laws it is, because though I hang out with lawyers, I'm not trained as one and I really have no desire to be. Uh, uh, but, you know, the whole point of, of uh, America, I think, is that uh, uh, we are a democracy and part of a democracy means having clear, simple laws and not just leaving things to the experts and having people pat us on the head and say, we've got it covered, no need to be a citizen. So we're allowed to have opinions about, you know, the law. Oh, of course. And, and you know, I, I, I'm a libertarian. I speculate about what I want the law to be all the time. I'm often <laughs> not in a position to be determining that, uh, you know, so, so we're just talking about stuff. But, you know, again, with, with looking at, I, I think that any important, any functioning republic, any society that has the rule of law, it's really important to be consistent and clear in those principles. And I think you and I would definitely agree on that. So, so if we are being consistent and clear on principles, the, the, the question is like, is the FTC acting appropriately in pursuing uh, Facebook in an antitrust manner? And this particularly when, you know, Facebook had already gotten approval for the acquisitions of these other companies in a previous ruling because, because of the, the, the way the law is structured right now, yeah. federal government already has to approve these things. And we are running out of time for this segment, mm-hmm. but when we come back, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that again, whether or not, you know, the federal government can or should, and I know you're not a lawyer, I'm not a lawyer, no one's, a, but whether or not it, it just makes sense from like a moral and rule of law perspective to do that. And, and I also want to dig into a little bit more of whether or not Facebook is, is actually a monopoly. Cause I, I think, I think I disagree with you on that a bit, but thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. We are here with Sahar Masachi and we are talking about the Facebook antitrust uh, potential breakup going on here. So thanks again for joining us. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. A free solution. All right. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined again by Sahar Masachi, who is the 2021 fellow at the Berkman Klein Center for Internet and Society and a former engineer at Facebook's election integrity team. And we're discussing uh, the FTC anti-trust law, uh, lawsuit uh, against Facebook. And we were talking before the break, uh, you know, about a couple of different issues. I'd kind of thrown out this concept uh, of whether or not uh, Facebook should, you know, have a right to, well, of course they have the right, they should be contesting this in part because the FTC had previously said Facebook uh, was allowed to, to do these things. I mean, Sahar, is that inconsistent with the rule of law? Should the federal government change their mind? Did they get it wrong the first time, you think? Uh, well, I think, of course they got it wrong. Uh, but uh, I, I would disagree with some of, some of your um, phrasing or assumptions here. Uh, it's not that the FTC approved the merger. It's that they declined to oppose it, which are, you know, sound the same, but are two very different things. And I think that you and I would agree that in cases of, of um, uncertainty, we'd rather let Facebook experiment with buying Instagram. We wouldn't be too heavy handed upfront. Uh, but the flip side of that is if we realize we made a mistake or we realize that 
uh, it was a bad idea, uh, we should have um, the ability to do something about it. Uh, and uh, furthermore, I think that you and I would agree that uh, companies uh, are often nimbler and have more information or different information than governments do. Uh, and in this case, Facebook absolutely had uh, very valuable information about the true wealth, uh, true strength and importance of WhatsApp and Instagram uh, that they simply didn't share with the federal government. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I think what, what's interesting about, like, usually when I'm hearing arguments for saying that the, the FTC should, should now pers pursue this antitrust lawsuit, they're saying, like, well, Facebook understood that Instagram was a very quickly growing company, and essentially they intimidated them into selling because Facebook just said, well, we'll just replicate your services and, um, you know, you'll be done. And, and essentially the argument goes is that they tried to do the same thing with Snapchat, that Snapchat had these, you know, short 10 second videos. Um, and Facebook said, we want to buy this. And Snapchat said, no, uh, in, in so many words. And then Facebook said, okay, great. We're putting out stories. That's kind of a similar thing. I mean, is, is, is that the type of stuff that you're thinking about is Facebook sees this potential and either you get bought out or you get, you know, shut down. And, and is that fair? In, in a free market as, as you envision it? Uh, so uh, I read my Hayek and uh, Hayek talks a lot about, um, I don't remember his exact way of putting it, but sort of putting a window frame on a market or uh, the colloquial way of saying is, let's have a vigorous football game, but you need referees to actually enforce that people don't start punching each other. Uh, so I think like everything I've said so far is, is just like really, I'm not from that tradition, but I definitely think it's uh, able to exist within that tradition. And um, uh, I think that Facebook is a problem for many ways. And uh, different people have different beefs with Facebook. And part of the reason it's managed to survive the well as it has is that uh, you know, people from, from team A say, we're mad at Facebook for X, Y, Z, and therefore we should do this thing. And people from team B say, whoa, 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 if you do this thing, you'll make, you know, PZQ even worse. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I, I see that argument a lot in the yeah. section 230 arguments mm -hmm. like, oh, well, we need to, you know, Facebook's, uh, is it a publisher? Is it not a publisher? Is it a platform? What, what is it? And, and you know, the, the regulations of Facebook, and I, and I don't know if you want to dive into any of that mm -hmm. stuff yet. Because um, I do want to ask about that and political bias and all that stuff. Uh, but just so we, so I'm not so scatterbrained on the topics, yeah. you know, going on this, I, by the way, I, I would say that you're right about the Hayek thing, right? You know, you, you need like a frame, you need a common set of rules. That is what the rule of law is, right? Again, consistency. And I think reasonable people can disagree about your, your characterization of the FTC didn't oppose this merger happening versus allowing it, right? You know, what's, it's, Maybe it's a distinction without a difference. Maybe it's not. Um, you know, but but the other but the other thing I wanted to get into too is is whether or not Facebook actually has monopoly. You you mm -hmm. can you can go other places, and you know for what it's worth, you don't have to be on Facebook. You know, you're not required to. Like uh, you know, I choose to interact with Facebook. Uh, I my my job for what it's worth is is heavily reliant on Facebook because I, I sell ads. That's what I do for my day job. But but most people, you don't you don't have to be on there. Um, so you can either choose to go to another platform, and there are other platforms, 
or just uh, turn it off. Just don't, just don't do it. Uh, I think that's like a reasonable argument that someone like me absolutely needs to able to have a compelling answer to. And uh, here's my stab at giving a concise, compelling answer. Uh, I think that um, the thing that worries me, the thing that animates my, my politics is um, fear of the police state. And in this way, you might call me a left libertarian. Uh, so my family fled Iran and you know, the revolution in theocracy. Uh, the Jewish experience, I'm a Jew, uh, you know, is heavily about, you know, the fascist police state in Germany. Like, that's the sort of thing in the back of my head. Uh, so, um, given that, uh, I'm really suspicious, as a left libertarian, of concentrated power. And I think that uh, thinking about monopoly in terms of monopoly over this market is useful, uh, but maybe a better way to think about Facebook is its entire sort of like concentrated power. So what do they have the power to do? Uh, Facebook controls uh, pretty much uh, splits with Google all new online advertising. Uh, they have the power to shape our democracy. They have the power to censor people they don't like. Uh, they have the power to uh, boost people they do like. Uh, Facebook has the power to um, uh, just cut you off from all your friends. And uh, they also and, have just a ton of money. Yeah, like just, I'll interject, yeah. by the way. The former, well, still kind of co-host of the show, Andrew Hollister, he got, you know, we, we got, he got zucked. He, he got, his, his full profile was shut down permanently. Mm -hmm. Like he can't get back on at all. And he's tried to create new ones and, and they will not let him. So, the, so he's kind of cut off from and, and lost all the photos and all the connections that he had through that. So that is a, a powerful thing that we've talked about and I think is absolutely a worthwhile criticism of Facebook. But so I'll let you carry on. So I just want to interject yeah. for, for longtime listeners of your show, Andrew Hollister, the, the, the host here, was, was also kind of subject to that. Yeah, and like Facebook, you know, you don't have to use Facebook, but you kind of have to talk to your friends and family. And if your family's on Facebook, it's just harder. Um, Honestly, I think Amazon is worse. Like, it's very hard not to use Amazon just by, if you go to a website, it's hosted by Amazon. Uh, if you buy an object, even if you're not buying it from Amazon, they're, you know, fulfilling the back end. Uh, and that's, honestly, Amazon's the most terrifying of all the tech monopolies to me. Uh, but we're talking about Facebook today. Jeff um, Bezos is yeah. like our benevolent dictator, though, because I get nice packages really quickly, mm -hmm. and that makes me happy. And I want to think about all the other stuff going on, so I just don't... <laughs> Don't free people me. should just not bow down to a dictator, benevolent or not. <laughs> uh, uh, how crazy is it that we're sort of reliant on like Mark Zuckerberg's personal interest to sort of police society? Uh, so, so that's sort of the structural issue. And um, when it comes to the actual sort of day-to-day uh, -day live experience, yeah, you're cut off from your friends and family if you don't use Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp. Uh, also, Facebook is um, sort of Facebook could decide tomorrow to just cut down on the sort of things that cause lynchings in India, and they choose not to. Uh, and uh, that's kind of scary uh, to have that one choke point. And in so many places in our lives, this one company has the choke point over how our lives operate. 
Not to mention, as you travel the internet, Facebook is spying on you. Uh, anytime you see a like button, Facebook is there. Anytime you use an app, there's a 50% chance they have the Facebook SDK installed, which will send information back to Facebook. Uh, it's just, uh, uh, if Facebook was owned by the NSA, I would hope that the American people would rise up and try and destroy it. Given that it just, you know, the NSA has access to it and the FBI can conduct warrants against it, it's not that different. I mean, I would say that the the actual difference between that is that the the NSA is, again, something that no one chooses to be spied on in that way. Like, I, I'm choosing, again, to participate in Facebook in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, that, that if I want to take action to either not be on Facebook or I want to, there are now more and more ways to be able to block the, the, the tracking technology that Facebook being uses, which as an advertiser frustrates the heck out of me. But, mm-hmm. you know, that it is what it is. You have that option to be able to do that now. So, but the NSA, again, they're, they're different. They're a government agency. And, and when the government acts, it can act with violence in a way that Facebook cannot. Uh, even if you turn yourself into a sort of digital hermit and stopped using Facebook, which I think is like a worthwhile thing to talk about, uh, your friends will still be talking about you. Uh, your, uh, you know, your grandfather or whomever is still on Facebook and still seeing just like horrific things that warp his brain. Uh, and people in India are still getting lynched in uh, these like viral panics. Uh, that still happens, even if you personally, you know, choose to abstain from it. Right. So there's, there's still all this other stuff going on. Even if you opt out, like the, the rest of the world are participating and it's having some uh, negative effects. Uh, so we're running out of time for this segment. But, you know, when we come back, I want to talk about, you know, again, what, what some of those solutions might be and, and how we can act on that. And again, whether or not Facebook has a moral or legal obligation to act on some of those issues, as you said, you know, if, if they could do something to, to stop lynchings in India, should they? But at the same time, if they have that power to do that, can they manipulate U.S. elections, which they have been accused of doing already? So I want to talk about both those things, what we should do about it, what policy solutions might make sense. And again, it doesn't have to be connected to, you know, what's actually out there. But we're talking about ideas here. Does it does it make sense? Uh, thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes with Sahar Musachi. And uh, talk to you soon. A free solution. All right, welcome back to a free solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Again, joined by Sahar Masachi, who is the 2020-2021 fellow at the Berkman Klein Center for Internet and Society and a former engineer at Facebook's election integrity team. And uh, shout out again down the line to our friends over at WACK uh, and WENY down in the Southern Tier. And of course, the friends online at the a free solution Facebook page my Kevin Wilson Facebook page, Twitter, YouTube. You guys rock. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening. All right. So we were talking before the break about uh, whether or not Facebook has any sort of a moral obligation to intervene in in some situations uh, where they can prevent someone from being subject to violence. Again, you cited the example of uh, you know India and, uh, and the lynchings that are going on there because there's a whole nationalist maybe fascist 
movement going on there with Modi. It's it's a whole thing. We won't get into that too much. But but you know, at the same time, if Facebook has the power or the obligation to do this, what's to stop Facebook from manipulating other parts of it? What, what's to stop Facebook from manipulating U.S. elections? And the accusations from both conservatives and progressives is that Facebook is doing exactly that. Is that you know? And I, I've heard from many conservatives, and we're even seeing people like Josh Hawley speaking out and Ted Cruz and others, they're saying, well, Facebook is is destroying conservative opinion. They're too powerful. And that's why we need to break them up. Again, horseshoe theory in practice. But let's go with, uh, let's start with the, the thing in India and, and, and other things. So does Facebook have a moral obligation to do this? And what, what are the limits on this? You know, again, from a moral and, and legal perspective, like what should we want Facebook if they have all this power to be able to do? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I just think that begging, praying, and trying to cajole Mark Zuckerberg into doing the right thing is just incompatible with being citizens of a republic. Uh, you know, uh, anyone with that much power uh, should be, you know, part of a democratic process, not part of an autocratic process. Uh, and as a left libertarian, I believe in a broad dispersal of power as opposed to, uh, you know, having new kings. Uh, so, you know, if I were an, uh, had a psychic ray and could, you know, control Mark Zuckerberg, I would, you know, absolutely break up Facebook. But putting that aside, um, yeah, I think Facebook absolutely has a moral obligation to do the right thing. It doesn't have a moral obligation to, I don't know, uh, sell off all its assets and like give it to the poor. But, you know, when it comes to egregious cases of violence and erosion of democracy and just thuggish behavior, uh, it should absolutely do the right thing. They're, they're, you know, corporations are made of people and people have ethics just as much as corporations should. Yeah, I mean, but when we look at the situation here, there, there are folks saying like, well, Facebook has an obligation to make sure that, you know, it stops, say, like Russian disinformation. But what progressives will sometimes label Russian disinformation also is just kind of like people who are sharing pro-Trump things, right? And again, should Facebook have the power to be the the arbiter of truth? Is that – and actually, not, I even have the power because, again, I – you know, my – Generally, my uh, stance is, is more hands-off. It's more like, should they, they interfere in that type of stuff? And does that expose them to new you know, liabilities and obligations? Uh, here's a way of thinking about it. Facebook is meddling in elections all the time, absolutely, and it can't help but meddle just by its existing. Uh, not just from the structure of what the Facebook algorithm is, but in the internal fights and the calls over where should we spend our resources protecting which elections? Or, uh, you know, this is a hard case. Are we going to ignore it or do something about it? Uh, all that is a choice and all of it is meddling with elections. It can't help a meddle with elections just given what it is. Uh, so that's point number one. So, so point, not acting yeah. is, is acting too. Absolutely. Like the yeah. Facebook algorithm is real. It makes choices every day. And there, it's not like God-given. It's not handed down in stone tablets. We could just as easily have 10 different Facebook algorithms, each which would have different large impacts on society. Uh, it's sort of an accident of history that we have this one. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, no, that does make sense, you know, but, but I, again, what we're, we're brought back to, you know, if, if Facebook is supposed to be, you know, a neutral platform in which, you know, people just go and share their views, like, is there, is there any, the, by putting its hand on the scale, like it, it, in changing the rules or changing what we see, is that, is that causing greater damage and greater interference than they, than they might if, you know, they, they weren't saying like, well, this, this article is fake news. We're not going to show that. We're going to suppress this one. We're not going to show this stuff. Because again, that's, that's the accusation I hear. It, it, my, my conservative friends listening to the show are like, yeah, whenever I share a Trump article, it never, mm-hmm. gets, it never gets shown anywhere. They're messing with it. Uh, well, to some extent, they're absolutely messing with it because Facebook makes a decision every time you open the app about what you see on your newsfeed. Uh, that wasn't always the case. They used to have a chronological feed. Um, but the moment that they decided to make a feed that was uh, algorithmic, that's, that's like them making a decision. Every time they suggest that you join a group, that's them making a decision. Um, so, there, so I think that the conversation about Facebook actively sort of like deciding with human beings to censor conservatives is, is one conversation that I would love to have. Uh, but my, my broader point is... Um, that's, that's a little, that's like the, to the extent that it exists, that's the cherry on top. The entire Sunday is just the whole thing. The whole thing is a series of choices encoded in code about what sort of things you see. And um, human beings made that decision uh, and they didn't make it in your best interest. And they keep making that decision, you know, trillions of times per day. Yeah. I mean, well, so, so because we brought it up now, like what are your thoughts on, you know, is there, there's a, was it the, the Gawker story that came out a few years ago saying that uh, Facebook was, you know, manipulating their data to, to be biased against conservatives. Like, so what, what are your thoughts on that? The, the, was that happening? And, uh, you know, or is it, or is it, are we misunderstanding the situation just from, yeah. from your perspective? If you're, if you can, and you're willing to able uh, to, to talk about that. Uh, there's some things I can't say because of things I've signed. And there's some things I can't say because uh, other things. Um, but, but I think there's mostly I can talk about it. Um, the way to understand how Facebook works is until around 2016 or 2017, it had a crisis PR driven approach to content moderation policy. Something would happen in the news someone would be upset, the comms department would say, let's make this fire go away, and they'd make a decision. And so this uh, decision was not based on too much, but making the bad people stop yelling at them. And so now you have this like uh, case law, this like garbage pile of case law that Facebook inherited around 2016, 2017. Then they staffed up the policy teams and the lobbying teams and stuff like that. And uh, what I, you know, if I were Mark Zuckerberg and I could do one thing, I would fix this problem. Uh, the decision was made that the people who lobby governments, the people who are communications people, and the people who decide content moderation policy would all be in the same department, uh, would rate each other for you know, performance reviews, and all uh, report to the same bosses. And that created this gigantic incentive for Facebook to do what politicians and governments would want, uh, or what was like yelled about in the press, as opposed to you know, what it actually thought was the right thing to do. Uh, so that plus the garbage case law creates this sort of like incoherent system that pleases nobody that 
makes tons of bad decisions or decisions made for really wrong reasons. Like some politician is going to get mad if we do this thing. So let's just not do it. Um, again, scary. Uh, but when it comes to conservatives, I think a way to think about it is like this. I can't speak to this Facebook trending news thing. I wasn't close to it. And I like to talk about things I do know. Um, uh, what I do know is the staff at Facebook are broadly, you know, city dwellers and therefore broadly cosmopolitan leaning toward Democrats. Though there are a lot of exceptions. There are a ton of Facebook employees who are foreign nationals and uh, don't really pay attention to American politics and don't care. I think that's actually the majority opinion. Um, the people who make the decisions at Facebook, uh, the actual people who uh, make the content moderation decisions are all Republicans. I don't want to exaggerate. Uh, are controlled by Republicans. And uh, not just Republicans, like George W. Bush's operative, Giuliani's operative, stuff like that. So, so you're saying it's actually a little bit more biased in favor of conservatives than, than progressives, perhaps. It, it, or, or especially if, it, mm -hmm. if they're being noisier about it, because that's the incentive is make the fire mm -hmm. go away. Yeah, I'd say that like... And, and actually, we're, we're coming to, up on a break now. And I know, like, we're, we're pre-recording this, so, so we can't hear it. Normally, there'd be music going in our ear right okay. now to say, oh, break time, time, time to, to wrap it up. But uh, when we come back, we'll continue talking with Sahar about, uh, you know, the conservative, you know, bias or, or you know, suppression of conservative idea, whatever is going on here, and uh, talk about some solutions, too. So thanks again for joining us on A Free Solution. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. Again, we're joined by Sahar Masachi, and we're talking about Facebook. And what, what Sahar was saying before the break is basically it's – I think we got it a little bit backwards. He's saying the Republicans control the 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 kind of content moderation on Facebook. Not not totally. That's, that's overstating it a little bit. But, uh, you know – and actually, there's, there's a little bit of data to back that up. When you look at, you know, what articles are trending, what articles are number one on Facebook nowadays, it, it tends to be conservative articles. When you look at the data on that, it does tend to be conservative articles. And I look at that and I see that as, well, gee, you know, we, we probably should just leave Facebook alone then. I know that's not the solution you come up with. <laughs> you know, like, well, look, you guys are complaining about Facebook being against you and the, the system works, right? If people want to share this stuff, people are interested in sharing this stuff, then well, they should probably be more neutral in that. And you're saying like, you, you can't really be neutral in this in the first place, but also that there's a possibility that's actually biased in favor of conservatives. I think my audience is going to be very, very skeptical of that. Mm -hmm. And if I were taking calls in today, I'm sure we would get one. Mm -hmm. um, but so, so we want to keep talking about that. Any other thoughts on that before we talk about solutions? And Yeah, I feel like we've been talking about this a little bit piecemeal. So I'd love to just sort of like lay my sketch of what's happening. Go for it. Do it. Uh, so, uh, the sort of cops on Facebook, uh, are called the content moderation people. And there's, I don't know, 30,000 of them, something like that. And they're low paid. They're not even directly paid by Facebook. Uh, it's, it's, uh, not a great job as far as I can tell. And, uh, they should unionize, but that's a different conversation. Um, and then you have sort of the, the people writing the Facebook law, uh, and, uh, those people are Republicans. Uh, Joel Kaplan, George W. Bush's 
chief of staff, uh, Michael Powell, I think, or Kevin Powell, disgraced former uh, Bush FTC commissioner or FCC commissioner, uh, uh, goes up and down the line. Uh, and even the person who responded to the FTC complaint, uh, complaint wrote the Patriot Act. Uh, and um, there is some theory that there are Republican partisans inside of Facebook sort of stacking the deck. But I don't think that really it gets exactly what's happening. What's happening is that Facebook is just trying to uh, survive and trying to just not have people be mad at it. And so it's terrified of a Tucker Carlson or a Josh Hawley or a Sean Hannity denouncing them. Uh, and they're terrified of Trump denouncing them. Uh, so they're just so sensitive to claims of anti-conservative bias that they are doing so many things to try and uh, correct for that. And um, I would argue what I've seen with my own eyes is uh, this desire not to be seen as biased leads to Facebook being biased. So, uh, you know, if we, um, ideally what we'd want is for Facebook law to be uh, applied without fear or favor evenly on everyone. The problem is uh, there is just a really large supply of, um, let's call it bad stuff, people using fake accounts. Oh, you're going to make me censor you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming from fake accounts and just like verified troll farms in, in the Philippines, that kind of stuff, uh, that calls itself Republican, right? Uh, and so Facebook feels like it has to take down an equal number of Democratic and Republican pages or an equal number of liberal or conservative pages. Uh, and so even though, like, because there's this unbalanced uh, supply, chopping off an equal number of both means that there's just an unbalanced supply of stuff that's supposedly on the right. And to people who are, you know, sincere conservatives, I want to say, um, to some extent, this is like a partisan balance game, but I think this should really concern you because it means that the people pretending to be you and gaining your trust and pretending to be your friends are not American, are not conservative. And they're um, poisoning your knowledge ecosystem of you and your friends such that you can't do things out of sincere conservative beliefs. You have these imposters trying to get you to do their agenda. Um, and I just don't think anyone wins from that. Does that make sense? I really think this is the key to it. Yeah. The desire to not be biased, to not appear to be biased, means acting in biased ways. No, I no, I think that's that's fair. It's like they again, it's it's in some ways an, an overcorrection, um, and and kind of cutting down some things ends up cutting down some of the legitimate voices as well. So that's a tough thing to do. But I mean, like, well, again, what's the solution to that? The solution mm -hmm. being proposed on, but interestingly enough, the both the the right and the left is like, well, we got to repeal Section Two Thirty that Facebook shouldn't be, you know, is acting um, in a way that is editorial. And therefore, they need to be subject to different types of regulations from the federal government. And that's that's what Section 230, again, for those who don't, Section 230, very, very quickly is just, if you have a platform like Facebook, they're not legally liable for the stuff that is posted on it, right? They can't really be sued for someone just posting false stuff there, right? But if they're they're regulated, you know, if that goes away, then then they could be liable for 
nonsense that people post on uh, on Facebook. So is, is that one the solution that, because I've seen that again, conservatives saying, well, we need to regulate it that way because of, you know, uh, so, so Facebook can't take down opinions we don't like and the progressives are saying it for just the opposite reason. So yes, we need to repeal section 230 so we can get all the Nazis off of there. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I think the Nazis should be off there. Um, Nazis are bad. And so far, so very bad that, you know, uh, they have to be driven away from, you know, mainstream society. But um, I, I don't really have much faith in this Section 230 uh, flim flam. I think that it's like a way to think about it is the left and the right are posturing and trying to threaten Facebook so that Facebook just does what they want in their content moderation policies. Uh, and that's should be terrifying to Americans. Right. So, so this that, isn't even about Section 230. It's more no. about the, the same strategy. Like, let's, mm-hmm. let's raise, you know, a ruckus and hope that Facebook does what we want. Yeah. Uh, elected Congress people are trying to, you know, lobby uh, a, like one person who has more power than they do. And that is terrifying. It also means that we have one choke point, right? Uh, so, so what I believe is if you broke up Facebook into many different social networks, you wouldn't have this problem because um, power would be, like information would be dispersed. You know, Sean Hannity or I don't know, who, who does it on the left? Uh, who's the boogeyman? Nancy Pelosi, whoever, you know, doesn't have one person they Thank can like yell at. <laughs> no. uh, uh, and that's good. Uh, and I think I mean, also, well, like the, the, the manner in which you're proposing breaking things up, I, I think like people like retreat to the ideological camps. Like what does, what does that look like in, in your perfect world where you could, you know, mm-hmm. wave a magic wand and break up Facebook in a way that you chose? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, this is a great question. So first off, like Instagram, WhatsApp, gone. Sure. Facebook messenger, maybe its own thing. Those are easy, right? Um, I don't think that's really going to get to the whole problem because uh, Facebook has this sort of like lock-in. Your friends and family are there. So you kind of have to be there. And if you're not there, you know, uh, you miss out. Uh, and so legitimate better companies don't have a toehold in part because Facebook has this like predatory behavior of destroying them in different ways. So you need sort of a, a, a watchdog looking at Facebook and saying, you just can't buy more companies for a while, or you can't try and like crush competition the way you're trying to crush Telegram by or messing with their, uh, uh, killing me, man. I'm so glad we didn't do this live. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, it's Um, all right. Keep going. Uh, so, so that's fine. But like, um, I just want to see competition, right? So Facebook is a monopolist in the ad space. So let's spin off like cut Facebook Think of it as a vertical monopoly and cut into three layers. Top layer is the ad network. Let there be many ad networks, all that have equal access to people on Facebook. Let the middle layer be the user experience layer, right? When you go to www.facebook.com and you see blue Facebook, maybe if you go to like, you know, greenfacebook.com, it would have more of your friends and family and less pages and groups. You know, maybe if you go to uh, you know, Firefox, Facebook, it shows different stuff. Let there be, you know, hundreds of companies competing to show you different, you know, views of what Facebook could be given the same data. And lastly, let's have, you know, the actual Facebook database be a regulated utility. 
I was, uh, was going to ask yeah. so you see Facebook as a public utility and cause that's kind of how you're describing yeah. it too. Yeah. So, so um, this is really similar to what we did with like movies uh, and uh, lots of other stuff. You just look at the supply chain and break it into bits. Um, and the last thing I want to say about this real quick is uh, a problem with thinking about Facebook as a utility is that it's so new, right? Like water will always stay water. Gas will always stay gas, but will Facebook always stay Facebook? Like what if, you know, groups aren't cool anymore. Someone comes up with like a thing that's even better than pages. How would you deal with that? Uh, and I think the way you deal with that is by saying, uh, you know, these, these middle layers, the UX layer, they can plug into the Facebook utility or whatever. They can also plug into Twitter. They can plug into RSS, the open web. Um, and in that way, you can sort of wean people off this network and let them innovate and come up with new ideas at the same time. Um, I, don't, I have more to say about it. I have a whole grand plan, but that's the basic picture. Yeah. Well, no, that's good. You know, and I would love to discuss it more and maybe, you know, we'll do like a bonus episode of us talking afterwards. Um, but we do only have like a minute left. Oh, no. Uh, so, you know, I just want to give you an opportunity. Uh, are there any other resources people should find? Where, where can people find you if you want them to find you? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your, what's your Facebook page, Sahar? <laughs> My no, Facebook kidding. page is only for my friends. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me online at sahar.io, uh, which is my you know digital home website, blog, etc. Uh, you can find me on Twitter on uh, S-A-Y-H-A-R. And um, I don't know where else people hang out these days. Maybe that's it. No, well, th- those are good places uh, to, to to look. And again, Sahar, thank you so much for uh, coming on a free solution today, discussing all these issues. It's very interesting. And I said, maybe we'll keep talking and I'll, I'll release a, like a, a shorter bonus episode about some of the stuff that we didn't get to today. But thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. We'll be back next Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whenever we're on next. Talk to you then. Thanks for having me.